You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind. I want to walk you guys through a journey that I've been through on renewing the mind. I'm not saying that I'm done with the journey or that I'm there yet, but I'm definitely, I'm in process. You can ask my wife. It, it's, it's been quite a process, especially in the past couple of years, uh, going over um, and over and over what God says about us and, and making declarations about these things. It, it has been transforming. It has been transforming. I know I've I've told you all that um, um, in the past I was quite a pessimist, um, negative, um, and quite proud of it, actually. <laughs> just, just being of such a um, negative nature, I guess, that um, I, I, I didn't want to be disappointed. So if I walk in disappointment, yeah, <laughs> yeah so... But renewing of the mind has, has really been changing how I think, even, even at a core level. You know, it changes, changes all of us. Going through this stuff has brought me hope in almost all areas of life. I say almost because I'm still in process. I'm still work, walking through this. But I do have hope. And when I get down, I don't stay there nearly as long as I used to nearly as long because it, it at first it was this is where I was all the time and then it was this ah no <laughs> you know and and so so now it's more like this uh, okay we can do this you know it's it's coming back it's coming back and continually coming back and, and never giving up so we're going to talk about renewing of the mind today, and I will discuss uh, some of the outline for the class, um, just so that you guys know, for those of you that, that have signed up for it and those that have not signed up yet, so that you know where we're going with all this. Um, Romans 12.2, if we can bring, can we bring that up? Romans 12.2. Um, this, this scripture, for me, I, I, I knew this verse, oh my goodness, way back when I was Jehovah's Witness, um, we talked about um, transforming our mind. The more the focus actually was, do not be conformed to the world, but continually transform, renew your mind. There we go. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So my focus before was don't be conformed to the world. Conforming meaning fitting into the pattern, fitting into the mold that the world has made. And we just, I, I think of Play-Doh, you know, the, thing, the stuff that kids play with, Play-Doh, you know, and, and, and you can mold that. And they've got these little molds that you can put in it 
and, and mold about anything that you want out of it. And then, and then the kids, you know, they're, they're rolling it around on the floor, and it's picking up dirt, it's picking up this, it's picking up lint, and, and then they go and put it into the mold, and it's still the shape of whatever it was. Let's say it was a turtle. It's still the shape of a turtle, but now it's got all that dirt in it. You didn't change anything. You just changed the shape. You changed how it looks, but it's still the same stuff. So do not be conformed to the world. Do not fall into the pattern or the design of how the world thinks, how the world works, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. Um, that in the Greek is actually the same word that describes Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Metamorpho, which is where we get the word metamorphosis, you know for butterflies, caterpillars. And so Jesus was transformed. He was transfigured into his glory. So they're telling us here to be transformed, to be transfigured by the renewing of our mind, by changing how we think so that you may prove. I, I love word studies. And for those of you that sign up for this class, we're going to do a lot of word studies because there is so much digging into what the original languages and, and uh, what they mean and just picking up on the different flavors that you may prove. The word prove, what, I got to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I got to prove it? Yes, to yourself. You got to prove it to yourself. The word prove is talking about that it is like when, when you... T um, a metallurgist tests a metal. <laughs> oh, boy. Like when they're, they're testing metal, they have certain chemicals that they can test the purity of a certain type of metal. That's where that word comes from, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Perfect meaning complete. Not in how we see the word perfection, but meaning complete, whole. What is the God's complete and whole will for you as a person? Because we know what his will is overall for mankind, but what is that perfect, ex good, acceptable, and perfect will for you that you may prove it? And it's only by transforming our mind, changing how we think, that we can begin to see that. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much, there's just so much there, you know, that, that we can see. And what I found from personal experience is that a lot of times when we read the Bible, we're just reading verse after verse after verse, and each word, each verse, there is so much packed in there, you know, and we're just kind of glossing over it, and we're just going from one to the next. Yeah, I read three chapters today, you know, but... What is it telling you? What, what are we learning from it? So transforming our minds, and I didn't look at the clock again. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to be, we're going to be breaking down. You're going to, for those of us that are being in the class, we're going to hear this verse a lot because this is what is, everything is based on. But we're going to couple that with another one. How do you know when your mind is being transformed? What is the, I mean, yes, I can prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, 
but how do you know that you're in that process? Because there's been times in my life I've had certain ideas, and Aureli can tell you some of the crazy things that have entered into my head. Oh, yeah, we got to go do this. Oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> but it sounded really good at the time. So we're going to couple this with Romans 15, 13, which is another one of my shoo, favorite verses. Now, there is so much here. Again, there is so much here. Now, may the God of hope, certain translations also say, may the God of all hope. He is the originator. He is the source. He is the foundation of hope. There you go, Natalie. May, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So... He is the originator. He is the, 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 the very source of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. To be filled, the word means to be full, complete, so that it is overflowing. It's at the brim. It is at the brim. There's no room for anything else there. There's no more room. So that you may be filled with all joy and peace in believing. Wow. When we believe, so if, if we do not have joy and peace, think, just kind of do a run through of your life. What areas of life are you lacking hope? What areas of life do you not have joy in? What area of life do you not have peace in? What it's telling us is that we're not believing what God says. I mean, the hard truth. We're not believing what God says because God is the God of hope. He's the foundation of hope. Therefore, we should have joy and peace because we believe what he tells us. That's how we know that we're being transformed is that our hope level starts to rise. And what will happen is your hope level over here comes up in this area of your life. And then your hope level over here starts coming up. And it just starts coming up in different areas that were that were that were like like your home, um, your relationships with different people, your job, which is one that I'm working on right now, your job, your church life, just the the things that that we have, our health, our finances, our marriage, you know, our kids, that our hope just starts coming up that you may abound in hope. Abound meaning that we are now overflowing. You're not just full. Now you're overflowing. You have an abundance. You have more hope than you can use. Other people, you know, I, I love the illustration. It's like you're making a mess all over the floor and other people are walking through it and they're picking up on your hope because we... Are, are just, we're dumping it out. Why well, I, got, I got too much. I can't contain it all. Here it comes, you know. By the power of the Holy Spirit, dunamis. Anybody that's done any Bible research, they know what dunamis is. It's authoritative power. It is power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so what areas of life do we have hope in? 
What areas of life are we lacking hope in? Because it is so important that we have hope in all areas of life, that we're walking in hope in everything, because that's the way God is. God had hope for every single one of us, not only that we would um, come to know Jesus and go to heaven, but that we would be able to transform this planet. It is so much more than just receiving Jesus and going to heaven. You know, that's the, that is, that's the final result, but there's so much more that happens before that. Let's take a look at, to show you this. Now, this shows you, it's showing you what type of power that we as humans, as children of God, carry. I mean, we carry a lot of power. We are so much more than what we know, than what we believe. So Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. Do you know that people are waiting on you? People are waiting on you to figure out who you are, to figure out what God has put in you, to figure out what you can and should be walking in. Romans 8, 18. <laughs> oh, this is good. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. To have something revealed means you already got it. To be revealed in us. You already have the glory of God in you because the spirit of the living God is alive in you. Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. The entire, the, oh, okay, let's go to verse 21. Duh. You guys going to see me drunk preach here. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You ever notice when it talks about us as people, as children of God, it always talks about how in Christ Jesus, right? Or through Jesus, everything comes through Jesus. Well, now the creation is waiting on us so that they are released from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of who? The children of God. The glorious liberty of what has been given to us. It is our responsibility to transform this earth. It is our responsibility to transform all creation. People, we are incredibly powerful. What God has put in us. Let's go on to verse, what is it, 22? <clears throat> For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. 24. For we were saved in this hope, 
But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Now, that is the root, root of hope. Eager expectation. We are eagerly expecting what God is going to do through us. That it brings hope, not only to us, but to the entire creation. When we, as a body, figure out who we are and we start walking in that, then the entire creative works of God is going to benefit in ways that right now I don't believe we could even fathom. Aureli gave a testimony today in the prayer room. I mean, people, there are miracles happening that it's, it's hard sometimes to wrap your head around it. Just, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's hard to wrap your head around what just happened. You know, I, I don't need to know how it happened, but I've never seen God work in that way. You know, when we get transformed, all things are possible when we believe. So, so there's areas that, that we're, we're just honestly, we're just not believing. It's like what Tony was saying. Uh, we can get to heaven by believing in Jesus. We transform ourselves and the world around us by believing like Jesus. It is, it is Amazing. 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But, but, we have the mind of Christ. Okay, so Jesus is the very image of God, right? Well, the, the scripture that he's quoting there is out of Isaiah chapter 40, you know, which is old covenant, new covenant. We have the mind of Christ. We have how Jesus thinks. We have how he processes. He doesn't say that um, if you do this, this, and this, and if you study the scriptures, you will obtain the mind of Christ. He says, we have, past and present tense, we have the mind of Christ. Mind being the thought process, our mental faculties. We have the mental faculties of Jesus Christ, and it is available to us right now. When we was at Voice of the Apostles, I know Tony talked a little bit about this on Wednesday, um, but Andrew Womack, it was the first time I've heard this man speak. It was amazing. Um, he, he gave the best illustration I've ever heard about the difference in between the spirit, the mind, and the body. Because he said that... Um, that picture Holy Spirit flowing through us like in a pipe. It's water, like water. And there's a pipe over here, you know, and there's uh, an unending amount of water 
being Holy Spirit flowing through this pipe. And there's this valve, which we call our brain, which is our mind. How we think, how we process. And then, as Jesus said, that rivers of waters of life will flow from you, will come out of you. So, what is it? Our mind is the thing that will restrict or allow to go through the Holy Spirit, allow it to flow through us. Because if we think that that's not possible, well, guess what? It's not possible. If we believe it is possible, oh, yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing, the thing is, is that God has already given all this stuff to us. We have all this stuff already, and it's there. We just have to believe it. We have to see it. We have to transform how we think from the impossible to the possible to the probable. Yeah. This is not only possible. It's probable that God, yeah, yeah, God God will do that. I remember when we first started with the healing center, I felt like I had to, um, I'm just being honest here, folks. I, I felt like I had to work up faith. I had to focus on certain scriptures. You know, I had to continually remind myself, yes, yes, Jesus wants to heal. All things are possible. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and if I didn't go through that process, I felt totally unprepared when I got to the healing center. And what that's telling me, now that I look back on it, it tells me that um, <laughs> I just didn't believe because it's God's faith and he deals out a measure of faith to all of us, okay? And sometimes we think of limitations when we think of that word measure. Well, look up what that word really means. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean a limited amount. He has given us faith. It's his faith. It's there. So I love it when, when, uh, um, when we're, we're working with people, you know, and we pray for somebody and we see them get healed. Well, um, what was it that was going through your mind? What was you thinking when you was praying for this person? Because I noticed you said this, this, and this. And, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, nothing. I just, I wasn't, there wasn't, I mean, you guys are thinking something really big and deep and spiritual. It's like, there, there was nothing going through my mind. I just, yeah, Jesus, heal him, you know? Yeah, thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, because I've seen it so much, you know, and I'm not standing here saying that every person I pray for gets healed, but we see a lot more than what we used to, right, Aureli? Yeah, and, and we're seeing crazy miracles, crazy miracles. I mean, I was kind of a little bit concerned when we started doing Zoom because, um, you know, we're not laying hands on people. We're not actually touching them, you know. We're not actually, our spirit, our environment isn't actually there. You know, we're, we're going over the internet. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even worry about it. Oh, Zoom, cool. Yeah, let's do this, you know. You see people get healed. Yeah, it's, it is amazing. So let me, let me show you guys something um, 1 John 4.17. Yeah, this is the level 
that God has placed us. 1 John 4.17, love has been perfected or completed. Love has been completed among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Do you all know what that is saying? That in the spirit, you are equal to Jesus Christ. You know, you are equal to Jesus Christ. Your spirit has the same authority. Because when Jesus was on the earth, he had a certain amount of authority. But then after he died and went to heaven, that authority changed completely. All things have been given to me. It says that every knee shall bend to the name of Jesus Christ. Well, guess what? You are the same as he is. The man that walked on water, that multiplied food. Oh, my goodness. I could go on and on and on. You are the same, not just in value, but in power and in authority you are the same as he is. You are equal to Jesus Christ. One more verse. Ephesians 1.3. This is the stuff I feed on. This is the stuff that, that cha- has helped change me. This verse I had a problem with. I'll tell you why. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. At first I thought, who has blessed us with every blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I'm like, okay, cool. Spiritual blessing. What's that? Am I benefiting from that here now? Spiritual blessing. Well... God showed me that everything starts in the Spirit. Everything starts in the Spirit. It was God who declared, let there be light. God is a Spirit. Let there be light. All things came into existence through Him and for Him, by Him. All things consist, Colossians 1, 15 through 17, all things consist in Him, okay? So, so he created all things, and to this very moment in time, all things are being held together by him, okay? Everything starts in the Spirit. So every spiritual blessing God has poured out. So often we pray for blessing. God, bless us. Bless this person, Lord God. You know what we really should be saying? God, help them to see the blessing you've poured out. Help them to realize the blessing that you've already given them. We've already received it. He has already given us every blessing possible. Finances, relationships, um, health, everything you could possibly ever want. Miracle working power. He's already given it to you, to all of us. Jesus said on the cross, one of the last things he said was, it's finished, it's done. There's nothing left to do. It is over. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He says later in um, 
Ephesians chapter 2, I can't remember exactly the verse, but he says that we have been made to sit, we have been seated in the heavenly places with Jesus. So, so I mean, there's another one for another discussion. Is um, You're in two places at once. It's because this stuff is current right now. But we have already received every spiritual blessing. Why are we not seeing it in our lives? Could it be because our minds have not been transformed? That valve is not all the way open because of how we think. We are incredibly powerful. So why is all of this so important? It's because we are all interconnected. We're all interconnected. This is something I've been coming to greater realization of here in the past couple months. Um, we are so interconnected. I need you. You need me. We need each other. We are a body. We are a bride. All of us. So, Candace, is she in here? Okay. Candace blessed me this past week or a week or so ago with a, a, um, a podcast from um, Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She's a neuroscientist, physicist, smart lady. And she's talking about quantum physics. There's a law in quantum physics called entanglement. Okay, and for those of you that know about this, forgive me if I butcher this. I'm just going on my limited understanding. Quantum entanglement is when two particles, a proton, a neuron, even in some cases, even molecules, act together because they're in relationship with one another. So if one proton is spinning to the left, the other one will spin to the right. If one proton is spinning at a certain rate, the other one spins at exactly the same rate. If this one slows down, this one will slow down. Now, you're thinking that these two are, are you know, working on the same space or in really close together, but they found that, and they discovered this back in 1935, um, Albert Einstein was one of, those, one of the scientists that discovered it, that even if they separate the particles, over a great distance, they're still in relationship. This one turns right, this one turns left. This one slows down, this one slows down. This one turns left, this one turns right. Even when they're separated, for as long as they're in existence, those particles are in relationship. That's why they call it entanglement, relationship together. Okay, so what does that have to do with us? We're the same way because these, these molecules, these protons, neurons, and all that stuff is the very stuff that we're made of. So even at a molecular level, God has created us for relationship. They've proven this. They've proven this in that um, there's, there's a thing that they use in scientific study called a Faraday cage. A Faraday cage is a room. It's not a cage. It's a room 
that has been lined with stuff so that no radio waves, signals, nothing can penetrate through its walls. Nothing. So they put two people in a room together, and they, they wire them up, you know, the thoughts and all this so they can record data. And so no outside interference, ear interference can come inside. They ask one person a question, and that person's mind will light up in a certain area. And they can, they can trace this on their instruments. That person's mind will light up in a certain spot in their brain. The other person's mind lights up in the same place. Okay? Now's when it gets weird. They can take those same two people and put them in separate Faraday cages. Separate rooms. No communication. They ask the person in one room a question. His brain lights up. The other person who didn't hear the question, their brain will light up in the exact same spot. We are interconnected. Now, it only works with people that are in relationship. They found this out. If you take two strangers that don't even know each other, that connection, that interconnection is not there. But when people are related, we can't separate. I need you. I need you. I need you. You need me. So, and, and it's more than just that. You need my thoughts of you to be good. I need your thoughts of me to be good, to be encouraging. We, that's why we have to transform. If we're wanting to see this world change, we have got to transform how we think. So, okay, well, Joe, he's a really good guy. He's nice. He's sweet. You know, he's loving. So, such a fatherly guy. What about the person that lied to you at church? You know? Or, or the person that, that betrayed you? Do you want to ever see them improve? Not only what are you saying, because the scriptures do tell us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. But it goes further than that. It's your very thoughts. Because we are interconnected. So we have to transform our thoughts. And once we get this as a body, then the world, the earth, Creation itself will be transformed. It will be released from its con the corruption because it, it all came under the same, same um, condemnation, uh, whatever you want to call it, the same cursing that we did. And who did Jesus come to redeem? It was us. Not the creation. It's up to us to change everything else. We need each other. We need to be transformed. So the class, um, as Tony was saying, is five months long. It's a little bit over five months because we're going to take a, about three weeks off, one for Thanksgiving and two for, for Christmas. Um, I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. Um, we're going to be examining five areas, um, which will be several weeks long in, in each area. One is where is our hope level? Where are we at right now? What are you believing now? And then 
The next one, the next module will be discussing um, how do I see or perceive myself? What is your self-talk? What do you say to yourself? Why is it that we say things to ourselves that we wouldn't say to anybody else? You know, when we do, when we screw up, we do something stupid, we're beating ourselves up. And, and you'd never counsel somebody else with those words, but we say them to ourselves. Then, um, how do we view other people? How do we view our relationships with other people? Are we, are we getting into um, forgiveness? Are we forgiving people? Are we letting things go? How do we see other people? How do we see God? That he's a God of grace, of goodness. He is bigger than any problem you've ever faced. And then how do we see the world around us? Where is our hope level in the world around us? Now, I'm not, I'm, and this is going to be a process that we all go through for the rest of our lives. But I'm expecting dramatic change <laughs> in those five months for all of us. Just seeing what is possible. It is the most, I believe that renewing of the mind is the most important important thing we can do once we have received Jesus Christ as our Savior. Because other than that, we're just waiting to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't want to have a miserable life, people. I want to enjoy. I want to see some stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I want to see people changed and made happy because of what Jesus wants to do in their lives. So, so anyway, if you want to sign up for the class, the, the list is still back there. We're going to be ordering books this week, um, and we can work out payments. I mean, like Tony was saying, this is not, don't let the money be the thing to, uh, um, to stop us because God has so much for us. Um, but going back to the voice of the apostles, oh, my God. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, actually, got to meet Leif, Leif Hetland. Um, most of it was looking at his shoes from the floor. But, um, but uh, uh, just the intensity of this man's love. It was incredible, just the intensity of his love. And um, what I, one thing that I love doing is sharing what God has given to me or put into me. And, and I know for all of us that went, um, and the same for all of you, what God has put into you, you want to share that with other people. So, so uh, um, Tony, um, Aaron, and Owen... Uh, we all went together. Uh, we went for the network advance. So um, we had people so into us. Um, people in the sanctuary. We had people out in the, in the lobby area. And then there's always those ones that they see you trying to get up off the floor, and they're going, more, Lord, more, more, more. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to get up, please. So... Um, so, yeah, I hope that happens today. <laughs>
So, so we want to impart to you guys what was given to us. And so if we could have Tony and, and Aaron and Owen come up here. What we'd like to do is to wrap up today with some prayer. And um, also for those of you that want to come up and, and we can pray for you all and uh, just see. I'll just be honest. I don't know what all God put in me. I just know it was good. Uh, yeah. So how's your life going to change after today? What's the fruit going to be? Because <laughs> he is so good. So, so yeah. If you don't want to come up, that's fine. We understand. Um, but God bless you all. I pray blessing over every single one here. The blessing being that we come to a full realization. Full realization of who we are in Christ. A full realization of what His blood paid for. That we are equal to Him on this earth. And that we're going to change. We're going to change. And when I say our earth, our planet, I'm not limiting it to that. I'm saying all creation. I don't know what he's got for us in completion. I just know it's going to be so, so good. So God bless you all. If you want uh, for us to pray for you or lay hands on you, come on up. We're here for you. <laughs> God bless you all. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.